Our scripture readings today come from both the Old and New Testament. Listen to the word of God. Psalm 115, <clears throat> 1 through 3. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. John 5, 44 is our gospel. How can you believe when you accept glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the one who is God alone. Ephesians 1, I won't read all of 1 through 12, but I wanted y'all to see it. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless above him in love. He designed us for adoption as children through Christ Jesus according to the good blessings of his will, to the price of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, that he lavished us upon us. With our wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure that he set forth in Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Well, y'all know... Um, hopefully remember from last year that um, for me my sermons are driven out of some of the songs that we sing um, during camp meeting month. Some of them um, come from the scripture um, that they're based on. Some of it comes from the story of the hymn. Um, this year I don't do a lot on Facebook because uh, it's just not my thing. But I was on Facebook not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, and something came up, and I, I even shared it, which was a big deal, because I usually don't share very well on that media thing. So, but it was about Johann Sebastian Bach, and it just sat with me, and, I, and it sat with me. So um, it's not a real song that I'm coming out of. However, there was one that was sort of based on it, but I can tell you Colleen would have told me no, because it would have been just too hard for any of us to sing. <laughs> so I chose not to do that. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about this man. Um, both of his wives passed. Uh, he fathered 20 children. But half of them did not live past early adulthood. Many of them died within the first year of their life. So here he was, this terribly gifted composer who had a lot of grief in his life. It would be difficult for any of us to have set through that to grasp, to wrap our mind around 
that kind of a loss and that emotion. But that is exactly what Bach did. He was a very special man. But there is this little known thing about him, and this is what that post was all about, so I really researched it. That there is this thing that he did in all of his musical works, both the classical and the relaxed. At the top of the page, you would find the initials JJ, the letters JJ, standing for Jesus Yabu, meaning Jesus help me. And he ended each of his works with the initials SDG, three little letters, Sola de Gloria, glory to God alone. And I got to thinking, three little letters that can truly change our life. You know, he got it. Bach got it when all of us sometimes seem to um, walk through this life not realizing it. He knew that it was beyond him, that every music note, every chord that he wrote, everything that he did, on that sheet of paper to compose was beyond him, that it went to the human creator who created everything. So the SDG captures the essence of Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. So whatever you hear or drink or whatever you do, do all the glory of God. And for Bach, SDG was a tangible opportunity to remember that all of his life was meant for the glory of God. That everything he did, he used, God was using him. And he was to give the praise and honor to the one who created him. To the praise to the one who deserved it. So we may not write SDG at the end of our own sweeping symphony, but we have an opportunity to stamp every part, every day, with reminders of the glory of God. So what does SDG reveal about God's glory? There are three lessons that we can learn when we study it that help us give God glory from our own lives. In Psalm 8, David describes God's good design for humanity. You have crowned them with glory and honor, David writes. Let that sink in just for a moment. You have crowned them with glory and honor. That means you are crowned each one of you are crowned with glory and honor. However, that glory is not about you. And so many of us think it is. That glory and honor is not about us. 
comes from God and it needs to be reflected back to God. Glory comes from God because he is the gracious creator and sustainer of life. He is the one who makes it possible to study, create, care, enjoy. If God is the source of life, that means that the goal of all life, whether school has just started, whether it's school, whether it's your work, whether it's like many of you enjoying retirement, everything is to give God glory, honor, and praise. Bach did not write SDG exclusively on just worship music. It was on everything he did. It was on the works that he composed for just entertainment. But he got it. And so it is for us. SDG isn't limited to the confines of just our religious buildings and our religious parts of our life. It is for all parts of our life which should be everything. The personal quiet times that we are with God and we are collectively worshiping God. God intends every corner of our life to be lived in the sola de gloria. Humanity is meant to live for God's glory in the day-to-day -day contours of our own life. However, this doesn't just happen. All of us live in this fog, this big problem that we encounter so often, which is sin. And it is that intrusiveness of sin into God's good creation. We are bent on living our own praise and glory. We construe that we are doing the right thing. We are construed that we are the leaders. We are that we have all the answers when in fact it is our own ego our own praise and honor that we are after we want creature glory instead of creator glory Jesus diagnoses this problem with some of the religious leaders of his day when he asked them, how can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? This is one of the calling cards of sin, to get glory from the wrong source and reflect it back to the wrong authority. It is the SDG that excavates the motives and desires of our own very heart. It is what exposes the human tendency to steal glory. Sometimes it's that pay increase we get at work or the vacation that is so well documented on social media within our own church life, our involvement, our kids, many other things 
but none of these things are inherently bad, really. They could be lived for the glory of God alone. But so many times they are turned. They are often lived for the glory of self alone. So in what ways are we stealing this glory from God? The good news is that God doesn't just create humanity to experience his glory. He recreates humanity to live with his glory once again. And when Apostle Paul addresses and considers this, he says, the hope rooted in the death and resurrection of Jesus, he describes the freedom of the glory of the children of God. That means the solution for our glory problem is not the elimination of glory, but the reorientation of it in Jesus Christ our Savior. The gospel is not only about being saved for something. It's about being saved to something. Because humanity, we were created and made for something. And that was God's glory. Box three letters encapsulate the right human response to God's grace when he makes things new in Jesus. When you are saved by his grace, you are finally freed to see every area of your life as every area of your life as an invitation to think, believe, desire, and yes, even write SDG. Whether you are deep in work, um, trying to figure out spreadsheets, or you're training for some great athletic um, pickleball tournament, whether you're weeding in your garden, or maybe simply just listening to Bach. You are invited to do all of them in the Sola de Gloria. Box three letters draw our odds to God's glory into God's story. They teach us that living for God's glory is not just some philosophical idea that is left to be pondered. It is a very tangible opportunity before you as you go about in your life in God's creation. And we should celebrate his recreation. Every note that Bach wrote, every chord, every page of music pointed beyond itself to the glory of God. So I ask, how can you use your life beyond itself to the very glory of God?